In a world of magic, mythical heroes, savage beasts, and servants of the dark powers, one couple will regale us of the tales of their journeys through the mortal realms. Coming this season to a path of glory near you, this is the Dudes of Sigmar. Welcome to the Dudes of Sigmar. I'm Damon. And I'm Roma. And tonight we are talking lists with our guest, Michael. All right, Michael, we, uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to dial down. That's pretty, pretty intense. Okay, that's working. Uh, last, I don't know if you caught the last episode, we were talking about list building. I did. <laughs> it was hilarious. I loved it. Okay, so we did that um, with the notion that you were coming over. And we wanted to talk to you about lists because we've established that I don't know anything uh, and that Roma is an up-and-comer. So we wanted to get you as somebody who we know knows uh, how to build a solid list to get your input. I appreciate the blind faith in me. I'm very excited to hear how you come up with your list building, Mike. Well, I'm a bit of a weirdo, so I like to start with my narrative. Um, if I already know the army, I will just start throwing stuff in and see what works. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through what what I do when I have a new book because I got Kadorn Overlords coming up. Oh! And so what I do is I get the book in my greedy little hands, <laughs> open it up, and I read it front to back because I want to know all the lore. I want to know all the units' abilities, the legion's abilities, the whole shebang. You really read the book front to back? Absolutely. I read the entire thing. And then I get an idea in my head, and I go back and I go through starting at the allegiance ability all the way back to the units, because I guarantee I've seen at least one thing that I'm like, oh, bookmark that for later. That might be an interesting combo. Uh, after I've done that, uh, I build a, a narrative in my head for like what I want to accomplish with the army. Like For instance, with the Kidron Overlords, I'm doing a Fire Slayer Pirates type theme. That has no impact in my list, but it helps me enjoy building it more and enjoy playing it more. Oh, wow. That's really exciting. Have you read any of your uh, Battle Tome? No, not yet. I've read bits and... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've read a few things, but no, I haven't. I just now realized um, that I have... I have... Uh, because <laughs> you were asking me today about like the narrative and where does that narrative come from so if you want to get to speed on you know what's going on in the eight realms particularly in regards to what the stormcast are up to and all the different storm hosts yeah give that a whirl because there's some good stuff in there yeah i absolutely will so after i've gotten that and i've figured out what units i kind of like in the book i will literally just take every single one that i like every combo that I've thought of and cram it into a, a list. Oh. Everything. I'll be like a thousand points over and then I'm going to trim the fat. Right. And I'm just be like, okay, well, I don't need four units to hold objectives. I only need X number of units to hold objectives, but I still need to take something to do damage, but I don't need all these units to do damage. So then it's which one do I want more? Which one do I like more? Which one's going to be more effective? And then once all I got all that together, then I'm going to put it out to the community. I'm going to put it out to uh, Conan. I give it to Robin and usually Josh as well. Uh, I find those three you people. You know what I noticed? Damon was missing off the list. <laughs> 
Yes, Mike. I noticed you don't run your list past me. <laughs> Smart move. I said I wanted good advice. Oh. So, Josh. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Um, so when I when I talk to these people, I'll send it out to Conan, Josh, and Robin, and Josh will give me. Uh, very practical advice like hey you know what what's your plan with this unit what was your what was your intent in, in this uh, Robin will will give me uh, straight up yeah let's do it let's throw down and see what happens and and uh, Conan will will just devastate me and be like yeah except you're missing X Y and Z <laughs> yeah you're right but I hate you for it because you just ruined my idea now I got to go back to the drawing board but he does help me, and then, and then after I've maybe made some changes, I'll I'll put it out to maybe Facebook, maybe the Kadoran Overlord Discord, and then I'm gonna play some games, and I'll play say three plus games before I change the list. Oh wow! Um, when you think of it, now you you sort of alluded to it when you're putting each unit in the list do you have a specific in intention like hammer anvil objective grabber yeah absolutely um so like when i when i'm cramming those units into the list i i just go through i'm like well this one's great for doing damage and then well i need to hold objectives because in the game in the end that's how you win the game so you got to hold the objectives but at the same time those units have to be survivable enough so is this a throwaway, quick, I'm just going to sneak over and steal this objective cheekily? Or is this going to be a unit that's meant to sit on the objective, uh, putting pressure on the center of the board at ranged? Or is this going to be a unit that's going to take the objective and duke it out in a brawl? Um, and then, like I say, you got those other units that you... Maybe they're just a distraction. Maybe they're there to... Um, take out enemy heroes there, there's all sorts of different things you can do with units I like to play more defensively mm -hmm. uh, and so I do usually I wouldn't say a castle because I don't completely castle up I like to be flexible enough to go out and take objectives but I do play more defensively where I, I react to what my opponent does right um, do you ever build your list and think about going first or second with your list because of that whole double turn and do I want to go first or second? I know a lot of people do like going, f having that choice of going first or second because uh, it gives them more control of the game. Uh, I always build my lists, my lists so I don't care one way or the other because right. if I build a battle regiment one drop and my opponent does a battle regiment one drop then it's a 50-50 on who rolls higher and gets to use their battle regiment right. um, and pick decide the, the tempo of the game so I just don't care I'll take, I'll take the other benefits I'll take the extra artifact I'll take the extra uh, Galatian champions abilities I'll take the ability to snipe out your champions Whatever. Usually I like to go with the double artifact one because I find artifacts are very powerful. How do you decide on your spells? Like, do you do you build your list based on a lot of spells or you just decide on your arm on your list and then put in your spells? Well, it depends on on the army I'm playing. Like my, my fire slayers don't have any spells. They got their invocations, but those are different. And um 
my my lumineth what I, what I wanted was I, I was looking through the list and then everybody, I kept hearing how gnashing jaws was really good. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh, 3d six. I mean, that's not super great. And it, yeah, I could see you could spike a few rolls every now and then and do some mortal wounds. And then I looked and I, I seen it was based on your, your, um, core movement value. And then I looked at some of the luminous lumineth spells. Cause I'm like, I'm swear there's some in there that half your core movement value. And then yeah, I look on the sheet and sure enough, I got two spells that I can half your moving value, and because they're two different sources, I can half you twice. <laughs> wow! I'm like, that's a neat combo going in the list. And I remember playing against you with that. <laughs> and actually, it was after you we played that I wanted Ravenex in my list. <laughs> and Ravenex is a really good spell, but yes. Um, past that, yeah, it's just a lot of trial and error, and then. If, if after three uh, three or four games I've decided that this unit, either I can't use it effectively or it's not being effective in itself, no matter what I've done to try and use it, out she goes, plug something else in. Do you max out your heroes or do you balance out your heroes with your, Depends with on your the other? And ba- okay. Do you ever go over three battle line? Depends on the army. Okay. <laughs> Um, some armies are much better than that. Like my fire slayers, uh, I generally go with max heroes and then I even go overboard cause they have heroes that aren't leaders. Okay. So, uh, I think my fire slayers that I planned for this season, I had nine heroes. Oh, wow. So I got my six leaders plus three non-leader heroes. So nine people that can do Galatian champion things. So when you pl- when we first played, when I was first slowly getting into this, and we played a doubles game, and you and Robin came over, and you took us out the first turn, I was, back then, I was just rolling dice, and Damon was telling me how to roll the dice. I was shocked. I thought, can that happen? And then, of course, that actually was a turning point for me when I really got into it and started really strategizing and thinking about this and making my cards. And so you really got me into it, even though Damon was not speaking for 24 hours. I was thinking, (laughs) I really want to talk about this because I want to learn from this. So that was that was fun. Um, Yeah, I kind of felt really bad about that because it it was supposed to be a learner's game. I'm like, yeah, the problem is once I start rolling dice, I get really into the game. And it's like, oh, I just wiped Damon off the board. Well, I guess I'll let Robin and Roma fight it out. (laughs) (laughs) I can see your passion when you play. (laughs) And you know what? It did the trick. It got me um, really into it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's why when I was talking to Damon, I said, you know, Michael just has amazing lists and he strategizes and he thinks it all through and he always has all these great ideas. So I think of you as the great list builder. Oh, geez. Well, thank you. But uh, they're much better people building lists because I have a tendency of shying away from um, anything you consider meta uh, just because I like to come up, you know, maybe it's pride. I like to come up with the list idea myself. And so... If, if I've read a bunch of stuff online, like, oh, yeah, this is a really good combo. It's like, well, yeah, it is, but I didn't notice that when I was reading the book, so I'm not going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid pride, I know, but... See, I, I, I think part of it is uh, I don't immediately pick up on the good like, synergies right off the bat. So, like, the 
I was getting all excited about the new uh, Selenitian corn battle tomes that were announced, and I was looking at the uh, Selenitian and the the come at me bro special rule. Uh, I looked at it. I'm like, I don't. This looks dumb, and I had to go online and get someone to explain it to me because I didn't I'm like why. And I, but I didn't. I wasn't confident in my understanding of the rule. I'm like, um, and again, it had. If you're within an inch um, and you let them attack you, you give them no. You give yourself strike last, and all your attacks have to be directed towards the unit. And I didn't understand. Like, I mean, I thought maybe you could pin the unit and stop that from happening, but I wasn't totally sure. So, I think part of that comes from my lack of confidence and understanding the rules. So, um, and I I know when like the Slaves to Darkness book came out, I was on the discords. And it was all chosen, 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 corn chosen. Um, you got to go? Okay. Um, dude's just stepping out. Going to go grab one of the kids. Soccer night. Uh, actually, litter soccer night. Um, oh, are you parked behind her? Okay. We'll just put a pause as we do a quick vehicle relocation. Um, yeah, I was chosen in um, Varen Garden stuff. And I mean, I get your point when I see all that kind of my first instinct is to know you're right. Like it's not my idea. I just don't want to just jump totally on the bandwagon, even though I'm, I know I'm not a good uh, list builder, but uh, increasingly I've recognized I need help. And like when I was listening to um, Rob honest war gamer, talk about the Cygor, I'm like, cause I wanted to do a capitalist list. I've been knocked around. I'm like, that sounds like it would fit perfectly in the capitalist list. I dropped it in it, hit two two grand on the nose i thought you know am i am i taking the cheesy way out am i begin like no i know i need help and i'm I'm getting help from people who are going to give it to me yeah and, and i'm not saying i'm against taking those units i just that's my initial impression is oh well i didn't see that combo i want to see if i can make something else work first and again that's that's just my pride because i'm like i think i can make these units that are suboptimal and make them work and sometimes they do but you know i'm never i'm never number one in a tournament so there's that <laughs> i mean you know i was looking at the the slates to darkness book again the other day and i was looking at the gorby's chariot and i i swear i've got reading comprehension issues and I'm like, this chariot does 1d6 damage for every model in the target. Yeah, I just, I'm like, it can't be this good. And I read it and reread it because I'm like, if I take this to the forum, I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm like, it can't be this good. And sure enough, it wasn't. It was, you know, but there's like subtle differentiations. This, like this unit versus that unit. And yeah. really, I think it just, I have to read the lists closer. Um, and that's something I need to do is just literally read the rules more closely and get that stuff. And I find that is common um you you go through when any new book comes out like when uh, the stormcast first got their uh what are the paladin mages the evocators yeah oh yeah yeah and everybody's like oh my goodness i roll two dice for every model in the enemy unit I'm like uh is that how that works oh wow no 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 it's every model in the paladin unit oh well that seems way much more balanced yeah, than exactly fighting a hundred goblins and rolling 200 dice <coughs> so i think that i think for the next little while as i work on sort of getting my own 
um, understanding and knowledge of the game up. I'm not going to, I know where my strengths are and it's not there. So I'm going to continue to rely on resources. Am I going to, you know, play nine Varengard? No, I'm not. But um, am I going to play three? Yep. And I appreciate you not playing nine because I faced that at the LVO. It was unpleasant. Actually, it was uh, six, seven, nine, no. 12 and 10 knights. Yeah, yeah, no, that was. In one blob, 12 Varengard? No, no, one, one blob is six and two okay. blobs of three. Oh, shuck. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that punched my. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, see, something else I'm seeing a lot of is t- like 20 warriors. I and could I, see that. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I know where they're coming from with that, you know, um, buff optimization. I, I just don't want to... I, I would sooner, I think, for like just the way I want to play the game, and maybe, again, maybe it's not the best way, but like moving a blob of 20 warriors around, that's a pain in the butt. Sure, it's, and it's, it's difficult with terrain to get everything the way you want it and maintain coherency, and, and, and I'm not a big fan of the big blobs either. Um, I, I generally don't play horde armies. I play more the not elite armies like Stormcast, but the middle of the range where you, where you, you can take 10-man units, maybe a 15-man unit or something like that, but I don't like the massive blobs. They're just too much of a pain to move. And, and it was funny. We are having a discussion in our group um, on the weekend, Blades of Corn book, and we were talking about the, uh, the blood chargers, or no, the blood... Crushers? Yeah, the blood crushers. Uh, and the discussion was, you know, do you take three, six, or nine? Oh, yeah. Uh, and there was a, somebody advocating for, like, nine or 12. And, you know, the argument was if you've got nine, it's 93 on a charge because if you're over six. And I like to think that's old Damon math, where I would look at something, look at the max damage capacity, and immediately assume that that's what they did. Yeah. Whereas experience has taught me that's not what they do. Um, A, that's a D3, so it's not three, which is how I tend to read those. And you're never going to get nine nine juggernauts against anything. So it's really not going to do that much damage anyways, and it's going to be a pain in the ass to move. So I'm, I'm getting better at not just immediately assuming, like, everything's going to function at top capacity. I, I know what averages are now. And a lot of that, and I find in those chats, is just people spitballing funny ideas. Like when I first look at the Kidorn Overlord book, I'm like, oh, look, an ironclad. You can cram 22 models in there. Like you can you can cram like seven units of engine ringers all with volley guns that each shoot 2d6 and then have 46 on the main volley gun. And so you can roll 18d6 dice of shots. It's completely unreasonable thing to do because it's like 1,500 points, but it was a funny thing. And I find a lot of our chats are people putting out stuff like that. Sometimes they are optimized. Maybe they're not. I don't know. <coughs> but I, I know reflecting it, that in the past, I know when um, uh, with some of the orcs and some of the, the Death Guard in 40K, like that's, I would look at like Typhus and I had all these delusions of grandeur and that's probably a story that Connor needs to tell. He'll tell it better than I did. But I just, I expect max capacity of units when I'm getting to learn that, okay, like when um, somebody like uh, Bastion rolls 18 dice against my great unclean one, that's three mortals. It sounds terrifying, 
but statistically, that's only three mortals. And I'm getting better. It happens on a six. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting better at the math. So uh, I think Mike's, and you know, it's wildly spiky, blah, blah, blah. But. And, and that is the, in the end, the game is a game of dice. Uh, it's random. So when I'm building my lists, I always try and optimize as much as I can to try and guarantee some things. Mm -hmm. Like uh, in the new KO book, you can. You can run 2d6, but then you can also use a command point ability to allow you to run, shoot, and charge in the same turn. And then you can have a once-per-game 3d6 charge. So all of a sudden, you could be, doesn't matter where you are, if your ship moves 16 inches plus a 2d6 run plus a 3d6 charge, you're probably going to get that charge. Yeah. Like, that's more of a guarantee. Um, and I like adding in things like that that can guarantee I will do better rather than relying on spiky randomness. Yeah, I know that first game I played with the um, the new slaves and their, you know, run and charge and playing Magadkin for so long. Like, I, I didn't know how to handle that speed. I didn't know, like, I, you mean I can get over the, and I misposition my, like, it was just a bad. I, I, I was so unfamiliar with that kind of speed. So I, I definitely need to get some more games in and just shift my way of thinking around that kind of stuff and, and build my lists accordingly. Yeah, and, and again, there. Once you got that list, uh, practicing with it, because once you start knowing, okay, well, this unit's really good at this, and I've played it a bunch of times, and all of a sudden I know, I can just look at the board and be like, yeah, on average, I'm going to make that charge. It it's becomes much easier when you're building that list in the future. To be like, well, yeah, I know what these guys do, so I'll just they go into the list and they're here for this purpose and these guys were here for this purpose. Um, and so when I, when I do like my fire slayers and that, or even my Lumineth now, I've played them so much that I just know, I know in general what the units will do and I can just slot them in. Yeah. I'm like, yep, this, 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 I want this artifact. And then it takes like five minutes to make a 2000 point list. Uh, allies or no allies. <sighs> that depends. I really that, that there was that was a you had two choices there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, depend again. It depends okay. <laughs> on what army I'm playing. <laughs> don't you do this to me, Damon? I've never seen you. I don't think I've <clears throat> ever seen you play allies. Um, I don't like to in Lumineth for sure because you know they seem like the type that are don't like outsiders. With my fire slayers, uh, I was taking. Before I switched to to the Lumineth, I was taking a unit of twenty Ironbreakers, like the old city's old dwarfs cities. with yep. the cannons, yep. uh, as allies because you can affect them with your runes. Can you if steal? you take a certain, you, well, you take a certain command trait on your general, your allied dwarven units can be affected by the runes. Oh, okay. yep. And so when they're shooting and all of a sudden every six does a mortal wound and if you, they stand still, they get to do an extra shot each. It's like, yeah, you know what? These guys are pretty good. Is those guys with the torpedo? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and they're really good. Yes. Uh, I even thought, you know, throwing an arcane tome and maybe chucking a soul screen bridge and just yeet them up the field. They don't technically move when they transport for, through the bridge, so... They count as being stationary, so they get the extra shots. And if you affect them with the rune where they're doing mortal wounds on sixes. Who casts it? it it's an army-wide uh, Fire Slayer rune. That's their allegiance ability. You have a bunch of runes. You can activate them once per game. 
that bridge is a room. Oh no no the the bridge. Oh, because um, you give him a tome. Give yeah, give yeah, somebody okay. an arcane tome or ally someone in to cast it or okay. whatever, right? Like eat pieces. Fuck. Well, if if you think that's cheesy, I was looking at the uh, the KO book and I was thinking the same thing with thunders, because thunders are kind of slow, but they got an eighteen inch range. I'm like, hey, you know what? You just use spell in a bottle, spell throw down the, the bridge. You only need it for the one turn, so who for cares free. if somebody dispels it and it's free? Oh my gosh, it's so cool! And then just yeet fifteen thunders up into optimal range and bang bang. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna love that. I uh, the whole notion of a spree, free spell has me looking at the new uh, Regiment of Renown mm. and uh, the, with the Zinch one. Does it get the spell for free? I think it does. Mm. Like I, I think that's the shtick they get. I'm pretty sure they get. I think they get their spells, but uh, I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't looked super close, but I that would make that really cool. Yeah. Um, and if GW starts pushing more stuff like that, I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of looked at the KO one. I'm like, I really like that as the person who's going to be playing it. But as the person facing it, how would I feel about you get an extra 80 points for free? Yes, you don't technically control it after you cast it. And if it's dispelled, you can never bring it back again unless you have some kind of wizard, like an arcane tome. <coughs> but it's free points yeah and I'm, so you can technically be over points that i that seemed to be the theme for some of those lists is free points um so depending on the list maybe you ally maybe you don't yeah i i like the idea of allying in with my dwarves because i want to see like the dwarven nation united <laughs> as stupid as it sounds and it, it's it's not a very i don't think it'll be very good uh, I was really hoping Barak Thrang, Thrung, whatever it's called, would still have its its coalition ability with other Dwarden units, but they took that right out. So it's it's unfortunate, and my KO probably won't see any allies. Uh, my Fire Slayers had them. My Lumineth don't. Basically, if if you want to ally something in that's good and it's going to be beneficial to your army, why not? I... Um when I started collecting my new Slaves to Darkness, that was one of the things that appealed to me was, hey, allies. Just because I don't really, when I think of, when I think of the Slaves to Darkness, when I think of chaos, I don't really think of, uh, in my mind, um, the four powers being separate. Um, like, the, 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 you've got the four marks within the book. Right. So then it didn't it just doesn't seem to me to be really breaking the spirit of anything. Like in my own narrative, my head canon, dropping in a unit of blades of corn or hedonites or um um zinchi dudes, uh just makes sense. And so I don't I, I'm gonna do it. That's sort of my project for this um this new thing is that I'm just collecting a pan chaos list. Um so that a you know, if I want to play Blades of Corn, I can just switch over if I eventually get enough stuff. But I, I do, I like the idea of of bringing chaos into the core Slaves to Darkness. Um, I think it adds more theme, it adds more options, it adds more variety. I get um, after playing that one list uh, of Maggotkin for so long. <laughs> uh, you know, when you said play three lists in a row, I'm like, I don't want to do it. 
I don't want to play the same list three three games in a row. I just change it up, and I I know for math and like law of large numbers, you probably should just to get a sense of things. But um, no, I just want to keep changing it up, drop new stuff in, and, and that's fine. I mean, if if that's if that's the way you're playing it to to experience all the units and enjoy them, that's I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, if that's how you're gonna learn and build your list, I was just talking about how I do mine, yeah, right? Yeah. And I like the idea of a pan pan chaos army. I did it when I, we were playing fantasy with my marauders. It was just a horde of marauders. And I had marks everywhere that did different things for different purposes. And I quite like pan chaos. But if your leader was like, you know, you, you got a a corn bloodthirster for your general you know you probably shouldn't have any zeech units in that army then <laughs> oh yeah i know i i get where you're going with that and um uh, and i do like some you know sort of capturing some of that rivalry i know it's who's uh so it must be zeech and no sorry slanish and nurgle that don't like each other uh nurgle doesn't also does not like zeech um because Stasis and change, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then Slanesh is excess. I think, I don't know. I think it's Slanesh and Corn that also don't like each other. Corn really only doesn't not mind Nurgle, it seems. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm not going to keep that going, I think. Yeah, no. <laughs> but maybe having an HQ is a, you know, a Corn dude and his sub commander is Zinch. Maybe I'll, maybe not go that route. Well, I mean, whatever, if it's just like a dude. I was just thinking, like, you know, if you have Scarbrand on the table, he probably isn't going to be allying with, with um, the Kairos. chain. Yeah, with Kairos, yeah. unless there's some damn good reason for it. <laughs> like, Archaeons just bitch slap them into compliance. <laughs> Look, you two, sort this out. Yeah. That's just me. I mean, if somebody else wants to do that, I don't care. But um, Okay. Uh, we're getting close to our 30-minute deadline. So last thoughts on list building. Um, honestly, take the units you like and try them out. Uh, just because something's good online doesn't mean it's the only good thing out there. Sometimes combos get missed. I mean, yeah, it's it's the internet, so we combos usually don't get missed. But <laughs> even units that aren't quote-unquote optimal are still good. Okay, one one last, absolute last question. Vanity pieces, do you put something in there that's just got no reason other than I like it? Absolutely, I do. There we go. (laughs) Okay, what's your vanity piece on your new list? Um, If you say frigate, I'm going to kick you under the table. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) It's my vanity frigate. Go bite me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, My vanity piece. Probably the engine rigger with balloon, just because I think he's cool. You, you could take two regular engine riggers for twenty points more than the one, and put them in boats, and they would be basically doing the same thing. But I really like the guy with the balloon, so I, I take him. There we go. Last word on list building. Uh, vanity pieces are okay. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. I think this will be our eleventh episode. Um, Please continue to listen. I'm following the trends. A quick shout out to the, uh, my, I've got, I think, nine people, uh, or at least nine downloads in the UK. We've got my one Irish listener back. Uh, more and more states are popping in the, up in the US. I've got my first download from Quebec. Uh, merci beaucoup. Um, 
I know it's really it's really fun looking at the list, um, the stats, and and seeing people listen and the downloads. So I'm really enjoying doing this. I, people seem to be having fun coming and hanging out doing this, and we're going to keep going as long as you're listening. So um, do please, if you want to leave comments, um, I'm keeping track of things. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this podcast, The Dudes of Sigmar. And since uh, Roma's not here, I guess I'll have to do it. Uh, the Dudes of Sigmar, in and out. General Maxim Ampain was a husk of the leader he used to be. He had been reforged over and over again. The broken souls still followed him loyally, but even in their sorry state, they knew he had been forced to watch both his beloved and his faithful griffhounds die too many times. He longed that Maeve's love was as enduring as his dog's. Maeve Black Talon was growing indifferent to this magna of a man, as her heart, soul, and mind fractured along with his. Maxim willingly went wherever Sigmar bid, his only condition being that he could bring his love Maeve with him. Maeve was starting to wish only that she could ride the winds of Theric away from it all. Trapped as all Stormcast are in this endless turmoil, the only solace left would be in killing the dark powers beyond Azur. They had all eternity to succeed. And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms, forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.